Hello survivors and welcome to a moment of relief, the first aid spray show where we talk about, well, whatever the heck we want really. We're going to take a moment to talk about whatever is interesting us right now and I am Sai, joined by Steve. Hi. Joined by Berger. Hello. And to start this all off, can you believe we are officially, and I almost hate to do this to everyone, a quarter of the way through 2023? No. No. <laughs> I'm Actually, sorry. We're, we're past the quarter. We are. Yeah, yeah we're, we're well past the quarter oh. at this point. Um, just ruined my day. Sorry. Well, it's about to get better. We're going to talk about video games uh, and what's to come in the year. Uh, the subject of this conversation is basically the video games that are to come this year and what we're looking forward to most and how we feel about maybe the year in gaming so far as well and how it's going to stack up. Um, Burger, I know you've got a big old list of games that are coming out this year that you're looking forward to. I mean, you were just at a convention playing a bunch of cool games, right? So, uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, feel free to pick one. Sure. Uh, starting off, um, let's, let's ease into it a bit. Let's, I played a couple of indie games. The one that I'm most uh, uh, interested in is... Um, there's, I'll never done to two. Uh, Rift of the Necrodancer, which is a rhythm game made by uh, Brace Yourself Games, who remade... Crypt of the Necrodancer, right? Which was a roguelike where you like moved in uh, grid base um, to music, and then got higher multipliers the longer you stayed on beat, and the enemies behaved a certain way. In Rift of the Necrodancer, it is um, Guitar Hero. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> but the notes are enemies, and they react to like so they they behave how they behave in in. So, so the like green slime is just one hit. That's your that's your standard guitar hero note, uh, and it's left, right, up, and then back is all three lines, is the controls. Mm. And then so like a yellow slime comes down and it goes boop and it, it jumps back and takes oh, a second hit. Okay, wow. Then, okay. Uh, so like Batsel, you'll hit it and then it'll jump back and go to left or right depending on which way it's bumping as it's coming down. It'll move in that direction. Skeletons will like drop their heads and then run away until they hit another barrier, and that's a double note that comes in when it comes in again. Mm. It was wild. I played that. I played that demo like three times uh, <laughs> over the course of the weekend. It was like one of the first things I did every morning, just because a the people who were there running it were having a great time, and that's like that's Pax, right? Pax mm. is such a good party vibe for for just facilitating fun. You know what I mean? Um, so that was the one I played, and then the other one I played—that's uh, that's like my big one, the, my favorite indie game of the year—was um, called Blackout Protocol, which is a a wave control, um, like top-down isometric twin-stick shooter, mm. where the theme is that you're like an SCP agent, like not control. Right, right. It's a little, but but similar vibes, and mm. it was neat. Uh, that was fun. Um, I I like how the wave management feels. Kind of like uh, do you, did either of you play? Um, the zombie game that was on PlayStation. That narrows it. The Last of Us. Day, Days Gone. The little known game. Days Gone. Days Gone okay, had yeah, really yeah. fun. Like they had the hordes and the horde management. Like when you were engaging with one, was really satisfying to mm. me. Just in terms of like you chunking away at it with your abilities, you throwing grenades, and each time the chunk gets smaller and smaller, and then That's it cool. just feels satisfying when you kill the room, and you're just like, oh my god, I'm done. And that's what. <laughs> Like blackout protocol feels like is you, you clear a room and then you're like you need that moment to breathe like left for dead is a good example mm. um 
but it's top down and I enjoyed that those are the two indie games that I played I had no idea they were making a new Necrodancer game that's the first I've literally heard of it um, that sounds awesome does it use the like guitar controllers or uh, it probably could um, but the control scheme is is so the way it becomes there's, there's three, three tracks there's left up and right mm. um, I didn't even talk about boss fights um so it's left up and right, and then if you so that that's where the enemies go, and then if you hit down, she does a like a, like a power chord, and all three lines go. Um, <laughs> that sounds awesome. But, but then you the get the hair around. Yeah, <laughs> she's <laughs> <just, laughs> um, And then there's also a yoga mini game where it's just timing up and making sure you stay in the sequence, and then okay. boss fights. This is a it was a really cool demo. It was like a 15 minute. It gave you like it. it carried you in it gave you like two or three songs there was a break um and then uh another two or three songs and then the boss fight mm. so it was, it was very compact the break was the yoga mini game but then the boss fight was uh sort of like like you'd imagine guitar hero punch out to be where the boss has telegraphs so they'll like right. dance and then come in for a hit and then you have to like be in another spot you have dodged out of the way and they'll fake you out by going left, right, and then down or whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, it seems like there's going to be quite a bit of content to it. There's like they thought a lot about it, and um, just that studio. They're 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 getting to the point of like super giant for me, where every game I've mm -hmm. played of theirs is it has been just very cool. Like uh, they did another one called uh, Phantom Brigade, where you like plan the future as robots. And like you plan out the next five seconds of the of the match, and you, know, you just put, put your guys where the enemies are going to be, because you have your your technology can see five seconds in the future. Okay. And then you could at the end of the fight, you could just watch this whole like, in real time, the fight takes like, sixty seconds, and it's just your robots just surgically taking apart these enemies at the end of the fight. But like you're agonizing over that next five seconds every time. It's really cool. I think it's super hot was or. What's that? The, the shooter super hot way. It was like. Didn't move until you did, and then they played it all back in like. Super hot, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love super hot. I think it goes to show with a studio like that, like Nintendo trusted them to make a Zelda version of Crypt of the Necrodancer, right? So if Nintendo trusts you to do something with their property, then you're definitely doing something right. So right, exactly. Yeah. And and Cadence of Hyrule is amazing. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm gonna have to look out for that because I've got a bit of a weakness for rhythm games. Like, and not this isn't a this isn't a game that's upcoming. But on my radar, I do want to play the new Final Fantasy rhythm game, even though it's the same as the last two. I know I'm just gonna I'm gonna buy it when it goes down. I've got a bit of a weakness to it. Um, Steve, theater rhythm. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Speaking of rhythm, <laughs> theater rhythm. What's uh, what's the game you're looking forward to? Uh, Phantom Fury, which is the sequel to Ion Fury, the one that was like a modern day take on Duke Nukem's kind of mechanics and build engine. Exactly. Right now, it's basically. The people who didn't make Duke Nukem but were part of 3D Realms are making their version of Duke Nukem Forever that didn't get made. Okay. Like, like, now, bear with me. I know the words Duke Nukem Forever is... <laughs> but no, I'm talking furious, about the, like furiously clicking off. <laughs> yeah. No, the... the uh, there was a leaked build of the 2001 version. Yeah. The version that got everyone hyped a million years ago. Mm. Right? And it's basically built out of a skeleton of that. But it's going to be its own thing as well. And, you know, Ion Fury was banging. And Phantom Fury could be more banging. Like, you know, I don't know if we can play a, trip of the, uh, a clip of the trailer, but just, yeah, yeah. Just, just that. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. It's all neon and explosive and stuff. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, between that, uh, I, I am dying 
like from a lack of Mass Effect games, so I'm going to have to go and cop for Starfield. But, you uh, know, I, I don't think it's going to fill that hole in my heart. Mm. But, you know, space exploration stuff, and you know, generally sci-fi MacGuffinry. You know, I'm more like, oh, a bit of lasers, aliens, and shooty things. Yes. You know, Check um, out. go on, Bugs. Check out Everspace Two that just came out. That might be Everspace Two. Everspace Two. Yeah. Okay. I, I can't do a full live viewer reaction, but I'll give you a quick <laughs> sneak into the page. Uh, <laughs> I uh, oh, quit. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Starfield's a weird one because it, it it does look really cool, and I'm very interested because I too love a bit of sci-fi, but it's one of those games where it's been coming so long kind of now where it's like I'm going to wait until it's well and truly out. Mm. Is this real right now? Yeah. Is this real life? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it could bomb horribly couldn't it? Like it could after all this hype. It's made by Bethesda. It's going to be janky bull****. You know also, it. So, yeah we need to wait for like the complete edition with all the bug fixes in it before we even give it a chance. Or we're going to have a No Man's Sky all over again where it releases and it's like 30% of the content that it actually should be kind of thing. Like people I'm still wondering. No now. Well, exactly. It got there in the end. No Man's Sky is a fantastic game, especially if you haven't played it and you heard about the horror stories. I, I cannot recommend it enough. It's like a just a brilliant space exploration sim game. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, probably one of the best and most accessible out there as well. Mm. I think my main reason is I'm kind of hoping that when it comes out, that Xbox kind of get greedy and think, you know what, we'll multi-platform it just to break down some freaking barriers. I'm sick of these news stories about exclusivity. I feel like that would be a big one. Yeah. Um, you know, pie, you know, pie in the sky thinking, but I'm just sick of console war crap. Every time I go on Twitter or any social media, there's only like, Xbox this, PlayStation that, Nintendo's okay, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's, I, just, it doesn't it matter what VCR look like you're on. Just, just play the f- games. Relax. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I yeah, I'm glad I don't see a lot of that kind of stuff. But when I do, it's really, it's incredibly pathetic. And more than that, for me, it's seeing them so hungry, like snapping up studios and then go like, <clears throat> "Mummy, mummy, they've got that toy. I want it too." Like it's gotten to that level now where the studios are pathetic as well about the whole thing. Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I can't. One of them Transformers license, so they're all crap anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. That's fair. Um, mine are from um, actually from the the OK producer publisher that you just mentioned there. They're doing their, their own thing. Um, I I feel like this year what's left to come of it's a little weird. Like outside of something like Starfield, which is obviously like a big big deal because Bethesda are a big big deal. I don't right. feel like there's a huge amount of AAA stuff that we know about coming out sort of in the latter half of this year. Um, and I guess that's kind of true of Nintendo as well. Like, it seems weird. Like, they don't have a holiday title this year. Uh, yeah, that, that we know of anyway. That we know of, right. We might find something out in the summer. You know, knock on wood. Zelda, though, right? Knock on wood, Metroid Prime. But yeah, Zelda is one of them. When this video comes out, it's probably already out, but Tears of the Kingdom comes out in May. I didn't like it. I didn't much care for it. Okay, that's, <laughs> I, get, I get that, honestly. That's a preemptive hot take for the, the, the sizzle reel. <laughs> I'm <laughs> there's your short right there. Um, I preemptively didn't like it, <laughs> unless the critics hated it, in which case I loved it. Yes, I am also right on the line with it because I 
I've only played Breath of the Wild once when it came out, so I'm ready to play another Breath of the Wild, but I really could just start a new save file and enjoy it again right now if I wanted to. The reason I'm not doing that is because Tears of the Kingdom is nearly here, so I don't want to exhaust that experience by having it back-to-back. Because it does look almost too similar, but... Same thing with uh, Horizon 2. Yeah, although that's the thing though. Horizon 2 really tightened up the gameplay. There were so many cool additions. And the Tears of the Kingdom video that came out recently as we record this, where they showed the new mechanic, kind of won me over. I was like, right, now I understand why this has taken years. You can grapple any item in the game to another one. I'm like, okay. So I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued. And I loved Breath of the Wild. Um, So, yeah. Reminds me of it. Is it Just Cause Two or Three, where they had the whole like you know you could slap a thing onto a thing and you go. It's Just Cause Two. Is it Two? Now you. Yeah. It got progressively more crazy as the series <laughs> yeah. went on, but that was that was first in Just Cause Two. Tying a car to an airplane kind of thing. Yeah. yeah uh, my favorite was to to do a guy to a barrel and then you shoot the barrel and it's just flying off. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like those games, all right. Guys, <laughs> you. The other one is Pikmin. Pikmin 4, which comes out this summer, I think. Um, that is a kind of the reverse case where it's like, oh my god, a new Pikmin game. I, I'm not even the biggest Pikmin fan in the world. I do sort of, with the Nintendo franchises, I kind of swing for the fences a little bit with the underloved ones. It's like, yeah, actually, I I will pay out for games like this so they get a little bit more. So Nintendo go, oh, we should probably make a new Pikmin game more than once every 10 years. Um, so I liked Pikmin. I've not played 2, but I played 1. It was pretty decent. I really liked 3. Um, I've heard 2 is the best, so I've made a mistake there, obviously. But 4 looks gorgeous. The new camera system is interesting, and it appeals to that, like... Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, like, you mm. know, everything's giant kind of world. I love that kind of stuff. Like, oh, I'm wandering through blades of grass. They look like they're really heading in that direction so far with Pikmin 4, so I like that part really of it, cool. so I-, I need more of that. Yeah. yeah a little bit of, um, uh, the, what do they call it, the uh, grounded vibes from it. Yes, a bit. yeah. Yeah. I can't mean to, isn't it like a multiplayer survival game, basically? But it is, yeah. Shrunk the yeah. Kids small. Yeah, looks decent. I never got around to playing it. I think it might be on Game Pass, you know, but um, it, is. it looks it looks good for sure. I just never got around to grounded, unfortunately. Uh, Should we circle? The, oh, go on, Steve. You, you were talking about underloved Nintendo titles. Mm. I'm like, I haven't bought a new racing game in years, but if someone announces F Zero. I'm not. Like, I think we're all going to prime go, absolutely. absolutely. I would please. buy an F Zero game. Yeah, prime, yeah. Ex- yeah. prime example. Captain Falcon, please. Punching <laughs> things uh, and cars that explode violently. Yes, please. Yeah. Okay, wipe up. One of the best games ever made was F Zero. Mm. I mean, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. You're, you're quite right. I mean, let's. I do really want it to be Metroid Prime at the end of this year as their big surprise holiday mm. title. Yeah. But I also wouldn't be mad if they suddenly were like, "By the way, we're making a new Horizon, a new F Zero, or a new Kid Icarus, or whatever." Like, crazy. Yeah, I'll, I'll a new Kid Icarus. Uh, yeah, yeah. Caddy walks on again. No, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, I'll take the crossover. Uh, uh, <laughs> we might as well go around and circle again if everybody's got other games you want to talk about. Burger, I think you've got... Uh, absolutely. I got I got at least two more ones that I, I want to talk about. Uh, I just didn't want to monopolize all the time. The that's, that's cool. Um, yeah. So going further out uh, into the year, um, I talked about the indie games I'm, I'm excited about. Street Fighter Six is coming out soon. Uh, and no, I know... 
What's that? <laughs> indie title. Noted indie title. Yeah. It's a small six. indie title. Uh, <laughs> a publisher, um, none of us on the show probably ever heard it's called Capcom. Capcom oh. made it. Comcap. Uh, something like that. They, they made some other stupid Resident Evil video game series about zombies. Uh, nobody likes that either. I believe they're called Silent Hill in Japan. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, no, uh, Street Fighter, obviously one of the most prolific fighting games out there. Uh, fighting games is something I've recently gotten into just a little bit more. Uh, with Guilty Gear Strive, um, which is which is fun to play. Uh, this is another game I played a lot of at PAX, like more than I thought I would. And I actually watched a lot more than I actually played because... There was a, an Aorus, which is a company that makes computer parts, had a, a competition set up at their booth every day where the top three win streaks would win a prize. And that was like, of all of the hype things, that there's like a big arena where they're doing like I a can, Mario Kart World Championship. I can almost hear the cheers. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. to watch was at the, like, in the Jand in the Aorus booth where there's like, two people up there and there's a guy who's like racking up like 22 23 win wins and it's that was hype yeah. um i i didn't try it because i i there, if away from there like 20 feet away on the other side of the aorus booth there was a completely empty pc station that nobody was playing street fighter on so i was able to just play it nice. um to my heart's content generally uh, i enjoyed it it's mm. It feels like Street Fighter. It's stunning visuals. Like, mm. oh my goodness. They, I think it's made in the re-engine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'd have to double check that. But, God, if it wasn't one of the prettiest fighting games, the prettiest fighting game I've ever seen, uh, and the tightest, and it, it, it was serious. Like, the combat was great, but it was also fun. Like, in the loading screen, you know how you, like, the two, two faces come up versus... Oh, where well, they can do all the poses and things. Right? You can do like little funny faces. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is funny. Uh, and it's like emblematic of the characters because Reuse is just different scowls. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, and then um, that was another one I played a bunch of at PAX. That was like the big tentpole title that I, I remember from there. Um because James isn't here to talk about it, the other game we talked about, we were talking about this a little before we started. Uh, Baldur's Gate three, like, mm. oh my goodness, that game is actually coming out. Yeah. Um, I I have been playing Baldur's Gate three for years at this point, because I picked it up when it was in early access. I needed something to do during COVID. I just don't understand. Um, <laughs> I st- I'll never get my head around it. Like, it's coming out soon. It's been out for ten years. I just like I don't understand. But <laughs> I'm clearly old. <laughs> so. To, to, talk, to talk about their, their structure for how the early access for Baldur's Gate 3 went, they um, released the first act of the game. So, mm-hmm. like, it's, a, it's considered, like, a five-act play. This is the first slice of it. Uh, and you can play through it, and they've iterated on it, and they've added content, they've streamlined it, they've tightened the visuals over the course of the years. Uh, and every, you know, couple months, they do another patch where they'll add, like, a new class or add a new something. I did... A couple of like main playthroughs of the whole thing back when it first came out just to really enjoy it um and then each time since then i'll kind of do the starting area the first dungeon with whatever new class is out just to try it out right um and to see like because when it the game comes out the the game the the first area act one does a lot of seeding for future acts in the game because like a lot of like the the fun tentpole quests that are in the act um, I'll, I'll end with, oh, well, we're going to go to Baldur's Gate to find out the next step of what our, like what the, the NPC's journey is. Mm. Um, like, there's a husband and wife that you help out, and at the end of their quest, uh, she's like, oh, we're going to see if we can help find somebody to help him, her husband, uh, in Baldur's Gate. 
and there's a bunch of people who are going to Baldur's Gate. So, like, they do a lot, a great job of like, oh god, I, I gotta see what's like, what are they gonna do next? Like, I want to find out what happens in that person's life. Yeah. Um, and then more and more, they when they first came out with the stuff, they said, well, we're gonna we're gonna make it our own thing. We're not gonna try to get too close to the tabletop. And then the more it's happened, the closer they've gotten to tabletop D and D. Um, from community feedback and just because, it, you know, as you iterate on a game, as you iterate on the process, you find, like, new and interesting ways to do stuff. So now, like, you do a, every big check is done with a, an actual dice roll and a die pops up in the center of the hmm. screen. It's like the DC is 15. Uh, these are the bonuses you have. And it, like, lights up. It's really nice. And then um, then it gives you the option. Like, are there, there are other bonuses you can fly. So, like, I have a cleric in my party who can cast guidance for free. And it's like, oh, do you want to also add guidance onto this check? And it's another 1d4 to the ability check. Uh, and then it, like, you click the die, it rolls, it adds up all your bonuses, and boom, it r- hits. And then if it's, like, it's big success, your character succeeds. And then the, the narrator, who's amazing, God, she's so good, um, like, reads off it like she's a dungeon master, like, telling That's you so like, cool. what the result of your... Oh, my goodness, playing the game is a treat. There's also fun moments where, like, if you're walking around in the world now, um, all of a sudden, above somebody's head, you'll see a die roll, and their eye, like a little a die roll. The eye will close, and it'll say perception failed. Uh-huh. Nice. Which is say you didn't see something, you missed trap, or you missed something, um, or you'll succeed it, and it'll glow gray. It'll like light up, and it'll, it'll go ping, and they'll go, oh, what's that? Hmm. Um, and it'll light up on the screen with like a, hi- a highlighter on it, so you can see what it is, um, which is really, really, really really cool i i think that as a fan of dnd as an, as a fan of video games this really is probably the the, the closest we'll see to how dnd plays like if it were a video game in the in the video game and yeah. i i gotta tell you um given their history i i hope that they release the editing tools because they did with uh, divinity original sin 2 um i oh god they'd have to they'd have to give people the option to like create their own adventures in this world because mm-hmm. it's so good um, yeah, that's Bay Area, though, isn't it? With all the hubbub about Hasbro and D and D proper. Yeah, like it's. I I think it should be. Whether it will be on launch is another question. Um, fully anticipate until it was both yourself and James the second it comes out. That <laughs> we're gonna go into a whole. Yeah, we've, we've, we've lost them. We've lost them. I get uh, IPs. IPs canceled. It's now a role play stream where James <laughs> and Burger play Baldur's Gate Three. I'd watch it. There's like a tiny, tiny, tiny camera where there's like you know Burger's painting while James is dominating the entire screen. With <laughs> Got a multiplayer, Steve. <laughs> Amazing. I think you know not to take it away from you because you were the one that said this before no. we started recording, but like D and D's in a really interesting place right now. A lot of people getting back into it, or people have gotten into it over the pandemic and stuff, and they're really, you know, yeah. finding themselves with it. Plus the movie and everything else going on, it could be a really great case of timing in general for that game. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be really well received. It's very approachable. Um, it's exciting right out of the gate. The opening cinematic is oh, incredible because you see, like, it's you see a, a guard. Uh, you all should check out the watch it independently. This, but you see a guy turn into an illithid. Um, just as part of the opening scene, and then you you get infected with one. So like, yeah, you know, uh, it's it's wonderful. I, I'm excited. You're about excited. It. Yeah. Like just gushing now. <laughs> uh, I'm I am, uh, but uh, we can we can move on to another game that uh, I'm I'm generally excited about as well. Let's let's go around again if we can. Steve, have you got another yeah. one? I've got two to pick from, but I'm gonna Ooh. give you a choice. Do you want more sci-fi bullshit? 
<laughs> let's let's come I mean, back round to the sci-fi. Let's. What's the other thing? Oh, okay. So the contemporary thing is uh, like a dragon guy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No <laughs> official date yet, but you know, I am looking forward to it because. Oh my goodness, that's the part. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. It's gonna be so exciting. It's, it's whatever Kiryu was doing between Yakuza six and seven, and a lead up to to, to eight. So that's gonna be fun because I think we all we all miss Ichi- Ichiban and. Yeah. By extension, the old the old guard Kiryu. Uh, but no, I'm really looking forward to it because Ishin, despite being a bit PS3, yes, uh, was really, really, really fun and just a breath yeah. of fresh air amongst all the other stuff. And yet, yet another bloody remake. Whereas this is going to be a full fledged new one, mm. and it'll be nice to get on the ground floor with a new Yakuza game that no one knows how it plays at launch. So that'd be like my first true blue new fresh experience while everyone else is new new blue and fresh mm. as well. Yeah, that really. I just hope they put a jukebox in this time because the same battle music day after day after day drives anyone crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it is cool. I love that because obviously everyone's seeing you sort of on social media and stuff, going like, "I should get into Yakuza," and then just like burn through the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Try this Yakuza series. Let's see what this is like. Oh, I love it. Apparently, um, yeah, yeah, no, no. Hey, Steve. Literally <laughs> yeah. went from. Seven. Oh, it's a fantastic game. Yeah. It's I, genuinely, I'm very interested in it because I've tried to get into the older stuff. The older stuff. Mm. I played a little bit of Zero, and I need to give it another chance. Admittedly, I'm very curious about how the sort of new generation of games are going to play and feel. Uh, obviously, yeah, my eyes are set on Eight because mm. I'm all about the the RPG yeah, version. RPGs, yeah. But I'm certainly curious about how this fits alongside everything. Um, and I do want to keep sort of hitting it and trying to get into the old games because I would like it feels like that franchise that you could just so very easily fall in love with so much about it I feel like I'm in my own little box with Seven right now and there's all this other stuff around it that I don't really know that much about Uh, I need to explore outside of that little safe space it's so fantastic I don't get this is like not to tangent alright warning there is a tangent incoming (laughs) Right, but seeing people get uppity and complaining at Final Fantasy 16 for being an action roleplay game, and now saying roleplaying games can't be turn-based anymore, it's old and archaic. And I'm like, mate, I-, I was playing with some Japanese gangsters not last year, just like you know, throwing handbags around. Yeah, turns, and it was a banging time. <laughs> like you know, it's the same. Ever since, it's still gone. Yakuza. Yeah. Yes, that's the main thing. Like for me, it's one of those things where it's turn-based is the same thing with the Resident Evil conversation to bring it back like to heart through the fixed camera angles and tank controls. It's not bad just because it's old. It's just a decision on a way to make a game to play a game. You might think that it's outdated, but it's not like irrelevant. It's not like oh, it's bad, it's gone, it's forever. Just get rid of it forever. It's like I, yeah, people are very extreme in their opinions about this, one way or the other, really. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Let people enjoy things, man! Like <laughs> new games! Uh, I just want to play my video games with my friends. Exactly. And, and that's all I want. Yeah, and hopefully um, there's a Majima Everywhere system, because I loved it in Kiwami. Don't hate turning a corner and randomly having him appear randomly with, like, a police uniform on the bat. I want that again. And, and given the general petulant attitude that, that uh, Goro has in, um... Jack is in Yakuza 7. Like, God, I could see him sullenly, like, haunting Kiryu. <laughs> like, it, the fa- I'm pretty sure he did it for the meme in Kiwami 1. Just just, just to wind him up. Just to be, yeah. a, just to be a git, you know. 
and, and that's fine because they're also like reputation precedes them and they are the most notoriously hard boss fight I think in seven really yeah, even yeah, absolutely. So, bosses yeah. and things like at the time you meet them devastating yeah that, that was the part of the game that stumped me the longest for sure so yeah um my sort of last pick that I have actually is a weird one because I've heard and even burger you almost, you fell right into the trap before we recorded this because I wanted to talk about it because so many people go wait I remember, I remember Telltale. It's a shame they're out of business. And, yeah. then, and then they go, wait, they're not? No, what? actually, they're not. <laughs> like, yeah, they, 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 they were reformed a few years ago. Um, they haven't released anything yet. They are working on some stuff. Uh, there is going to be a Wolf Among Us 2, apparently. I'm not quite sure when that's yeah. going to Yeah, that was the only one I played. I, I, at the time, when they were at sort of their high, I didn't play... I played all the Walking Dead stuff. Uh, I loved hmm. that. Um, and I dipped here and there into a couple of others, but obviously they re- they released so many things that it was inevitably the wheels were going to fall off with that many IPs and stuff. Um, but they are actually starting out with a new IP as well. Well, not a new IP, using a, a pro- someone else's property. So that's bold. And it's The Expanse, which is... Ooh! Yeah, there you go. Uh, the sci-fi television show adapted from a series of sci-fi books. This is just the... So- the sci-fi was I'm open. interested in this. Burger had no idea this was a thing. Uh, yes, they're I making, didn't. there you go. Well, they've released a, a short trailer, and I think it comes out. I think they're looking at summer this year, and it's about Drummer, who is this badass uh, belter lady. She's sort of, I don't know. It's tough to describe her, but she's amazing. If you don't know the expanse, the one with the um, the polycule. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, yes. The, if you don't know the expanse, essentially to sum it up, it is a kind of. A somewhat hard sci-fi series about sort of political issues between Earth, Mars, and what's called the Belt, which is just sort of everyone outside of that, um, and they encounter various sci-fi MacGuffins that everyone starts fighting over, essentially. And she's part of this sort of, yeah, resistance or whatever of these downtrodden people outside of main societies. Um, she was always one of those tertiary characters that everybody loved in the books and in the show even more so, I would say so. Yeah. So the fact that the actress is coming to play the role again in the game and as a lead character is super exciting. I'm really excited to see what Telltale do in 2023, like how they're going to change it from what they've done before, or even if it's going to be the same. I'm just very curious about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like some of Telltale's best work was like outside licenses, excluding the Walking Dead. Yeah. Like, um, you know, if you look at, for example, Night and Day in comparison, look at the original Tales of the Borderlands and the one that Gearbox made themselves. It's, one is an amazing experience, and one is the second one that wasn't made by Telltale. <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Borderlands has fell off now. <laughs> but yeah, they, they really, like, I can see that being a, a pretty much a, a slam dunk if they get it right. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm in. I don't even yeah. need to know more. I'm in. I think mm-hmm. with, with the show, obviously, they worked with the authors of the book to make sure they got everything right and stuff, and hopefully they do the same thing here. Um, so that everything ties in nicely. I think it's meant to be canonical, and obviously there's like a unique language and lots of history that they can pull from. So yeah, hopefully they do the right thing. But yeah, that one is quietly bubbling away, and apparently not that many people know about it. But I'm super excited. For yeah, it. I mean if, they're, yeah. if they've, they've been keeping it. Um... Do we have a, uh, a a release date? I feel like I think that, that deserves a shout out. Q2, <laughs> Q3 was the last thing I read. So sometime around now into summer, uh, I guess there'll be a bigger trailer. Around, maybe Summer Game Fest? I don't know when they're going to drop another trailer, but because E3 is not a thing. 
Yeah, it's just gone now. It's E zero. Come on, internet, give me information. <laughs> okay, in the comments, so... please just post this information for Steve three months from now. <laughs> yeah, the, the the summer 2023 is allegedly the first game. There you go. Uh, of, of an episodic series. Okay. Uh, but if it be a Telltale game, uh, Canon, that's brave for one reason. As that is that you far as I know, yeah. Choose your own route. As, as far as I know, anyway. So, I mean, watch that be horrifically wrong. But all the all same. Right. Um, Burger, you got one more? I do. I do. And Steve already said he hated it. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Me too. So go ahead. Cool. Um, <laughs> you so like one, of the other, one of the other cool experiences I had at PAX um, was really fun. And it was one of those things where um, being one of the organizers at PAX is a very strict rule of, like, no using your, your status as, like, to get ahead. Um, however, um, <laughs> this is about to get I, dangerous. No, about to say something you should. It's not. <laughs> however, it's I pushed not, through all not. these. Kill the tea. <laughs> no, I just asked questions. So, like, I was able, like, I don't know. Um, there's, I, I asked, I asked, what, like, how do I, how do I, as an attendee, um, and I asked this of my colleagues, like, how do I, as an attendee, get into a panel I want to see? Um, and they said, well, you go line up. And uh, I said, so when? They said, well, you go have to ask them. So I did. And I go, I went over to the. Uh, um, it was the, the panel was started at two. I was told that uh, I went back in the morning, said, "Oh, be here at noon," and I said, "Where?" And she said, "We'll, we'll tell you then," because they don't want people just congregating. Mm. Um, so I, uh, I, I went and I did my thing. Came back at like eleven fifty eight or so, and I was like, "So where? Like, so what do we do? Like, what's, like, what's the thing here?" So like, and I noticed that the like, people are walking across this like bridge, just back and forth. And uh, like, as I'm asking the question, and she uh, she goes, oh, well, you know, take a step back and right there. <laughs> and, uh, and then everybody just, like, queued up. And it was, like, all of a sudden, in, like, seconds, um, that I was completely surrounded by people. Um, Never a pleasant and, prospect. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was wild. Mostly French Canadians. They were lovely. Okay. Um, okay. But it was, it was wild because, again, they don't let people do it. But people were just, like, around. They knew where to be. And they were, like, hovering like sharks. Uh, and I'm like, well, what? It's, it's just a panel. I'm told that this room never fills up because it's like a 4,000 seat theater. Like, what's the big deal? Because um, it was the Final Fantasy 16 panel with uh, Naoki Yoshida and the localization director for the game, Koji Fox, um, talking about the game and like doing gameplay demos and stuff. Uh, and I was like, okay, so that's wild. Like, I don't know why everybody's like losing. Shit. If the theater's not going to sell out, why are we all here? Turns out the first 150 people online get a uh, ticket to a um, autograph session. With oh, Yoshi P. Amazing. And Koji Fox. Uh, and you get a bag and like like there was a, there was extra shag. And I had no idea. Um I had no idea that that was the case. So I was really excited. I was number seventeen in line. Um for that. Uh and I did. The panel was great. It was it's it's interesting to see like you you could tell that Yoshi P uh, that's what they call him. Naoki Yoshida is the producer of the game. Everybody calls him Yoshi P. He works on Final Fantasy Fourteen. Mm -hmm. Uh really knows how to work a room. Like, and it's evident in his, like, he's a very, he's a stylish, like, middle-aged Japanese guy. He, uh, he is, he feeds the crowd. Um, and he has a comfort, comfort with playing his game and talking about it at the same time. Yeah. That is, like, to me, makes me more confident in Final Fantasy 16 as an IP. Because he, he's playing it and he's looking like he's having a good time doing it. Granted, he's the producer of the game and he should know how. But he's talking with ease about the systems as he's demonstrating the systems at play. Mm. Um, and the, the team behind the game is stacked. It's got, you know, the, some of the, the guy who did the combat for Devil May Cry. Um, 
some of the people who worked on Street Fighter for the kaiju battles that are in it. Oh, okay. Um, huh. Because there's like the there's like the game, like the the Devil May Cry style action game. Which, if I were to make a make a conf- like conflating statement about it, it looks like it would be a Devil May Cry Souls like almost in terms of execution and difficulty of how the systems work. Mm. Because there's a really great dodge and parry mechanic that you can utilize. Mm. Uh, there's a bunch of fun special moves that you can build into. Um, but it's also RPG elements, and it's challenging. He says it's going to be a challenging game. So then they talk about the accessories that they give you that can mitigate the difficulty of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, auto dodge is one of them. Instant, uh, what was the other one? The one that instantly links your next attacks. Like, so you only have to hit the one button instead of having to hit different buttons for combos. Right. Okay. Um, more health, less damage, not able to die. Like, those are the different accessories to like mitigate the difficulty of the game. Uh, looks beautiful, stunning, stunning game in terms of visuals. Uh, interface is clean and light. Uh, I, I went in skeptical. I wanted to see it because I wanted to. I wanted to go because this is the Final Fantasy panel. I wanted to see it. Uh, I left really excited awesome. um, about Final Fantasy 16. Like I wasn't <clears throat> super excited, but now like I'll, I'll game fly it. It'll be on my game fly list. Interesting, interesting. Like the way you describe it makes it sound like it could be the sleeper hit. To be honest, because it doesn't feel like that many people were talking about it, especially like in a wider sphere. Um, uh, I'm, yeah. I mean, to be honest, that is a really solid concept that I really like for Final Fantasy. Um, I've really fallen off. Obviously, like that could be a whole podcast episode in itself. To be honest, but the staff, I didn't realize that about the staff. Like that's really interesting. So, yeah. yeah, this could be a surprise one, I think. Yeah, it's it looks good. I, I can't wait to play it. I like how we started this whole endeavor going, there's not many games out there, <laughs> is there? Uh, turns out there's a few. <laughs> but they're all coming out in the summertime. It's it's like the summer yeah. blockbuster season, but for video games. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, both Diablo... We didn't even talk about Diablo 4, but that and Final Fantasy both out in June. Mm. Yeah, competing, competing market, I think, a little bit there. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Steve, what's your last sci-fi BS? If it actually comes out, System Shock. Yeah, like, yeah. that's fair. That's just, fair. Well, that was Apex 2. That was really good. Was it actually... Okay, that, the, the only issue I had, the last demo they had, is the melee still kind of feels a bit... <laughs> not very impactful. It's... Especially off the back of, like, RE4, where a kick feels like it could shatter stone. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's a bit... Oh. Sound panels fell off. Uh, you know, <laughs> clip that. Uh, yeah, I would like to see that because you know the the Bioshock stuff is something I I played you know during my college formative years. I know of System Shock's legacy. I've played games related to it, but I never played the first one properly. Yeah, I like what I see. It's just uh, it's also half and half vaporware because every time it's meant to be coming out, it doesn't. Uh, and the idea of eleven AI is always awesome. Like you know even. Talking naff about the Red Queen and the Resident Evil films, you know, Shodan is on an entire different level. She's like Glados, but a psychopath. Yeah. Um, you know, Glados, but she's not joking. She literally will just kill you. I like that idea. Well, Gladys, though, that's the point. Yeah. yeah. This is true. Fair, fair. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting one with the System Shock because I know we already said it, but like, there's so many remakes coming out this year mm. that it's also going to get lost in the remake conversation, which is a shame because it's been such a long time coming. And as you say, it's so informative the original game, uh, in you know, in that way that people don't talk about it as much as it deserves. It's one of those games. The original is like that, you know that one that like well, the forebear of this mechanic turns out is in this, but actually this other game did it better and is therefore more famous. Right. You know, yeah. it came out like a week. After or before Doom 1. So just kind of got shunted. Yeah. Um, 
the interesting thing about System Shock Two, uh, System Shock is why I want to say two, um, because there is a System Shock Two, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, is it's really leaning into its retro stuff pretty pretty heavily mm-hmm. in a really neat way. I think it's it's a fascinating game to look at. Um, yeah, because it's 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 mainly like and, super pixel, super yeah. mega pixely. Oh, okay. But like, it's like it's like the it's like the 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 classic 90s first person shooter version of the pixel remaster like from mm. like the way they did uh octopath you know where it's mm. like 2d 3d kind of where it's 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 cool like i'm not gonna lie i think it looks dope um mm. i i would play it on that premise alone just because it looks stylish and i liked the original enough that i'm interested i'm interested Visually, it looks phenomenal like yeah. my only real issue with it is there's not really much music at the minute and melee hits are a bit whack you know, other than that, I reckon it's going to get eaten up in the remake, like you know, ecosystem right this second because it's been so long. But it's going to be a phenomenal game, and hopefully, it has at least a a slight bit of the impact that like the original Bioshock had or something, mm. just to bring Im Sims, immersive Sims, back into the foray a little bit over third person shooter FPS RPG. You know, yeah. Will it happen? I don't know, but at least Showdown will be back. And that's pretty cool, you know. Sci-fi robot villain lady. <laughs> two thumbs up. <laughs> I'll give it two more thumbs up. <laughs> cool. Uh, I think that'll do it. Um, so thank you for checking out this episode of a moment of relief about upcoming 2023 games. If you're watching this on YouTube, get down in the comments. Let us know which of the games that we've mentioned you're most excited for, and of course anything that we didn't bring up. Uh, there is probably stuff out there, of course. Certainly, but uh, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird old year this year. We'll probably have to do this again at like the halfway point or something to see if we can talk about the rest of the year. Um, Absolutely. But uh, yeah, subscribe if you haven't, and don't forget you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash fa spray pod to get episodes of this show and everything we do a little bit early. Uh, Steve, thank you for joining me. Bye, everybody. Burger, thank you for joining me. Always, thank you. And thank you for listening slash watching, and have a good week. <laughs>